There's a storm out Out in the ocean And it's moving This whole way If your soul Is not anchored in Jesus It will surely Drift away there's a storm out there Out in the ocean And it's moving This way If your soul is not Anchored in Jesus It will surely, surely, surely Drift away soul is not anchored in Jesus it will surely 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 drift away Amen. Nehemiah 8 and 5, and when he opened the book, all the people stood up. Our, we shall ask us this morning for morning message to turn to the book of Acts. That would be the 20th chapter. <clears throat> the 20th chapter, reading verses 7 through 10. Verses 7 through 10. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window <clears throat> a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, trouble not yourselves for his life is in him. My brothers and sisters, I just, if you're at home, just look at the, look at the uh, telephone or look at the camera and, and simply say, or in here, look at somebody and simply say, I'm in a strange sleep, but it gives me 
a wake up testimony. Amen. You may be seated. Just if I had to tag this message, I'd put it, tag it something like this. A strange sleep that gives us a wake up testimony. My brothers and my sisters, every person that is a Christian ought to have a testimony. If you are a Christian, you ought to believe that you have a testimony. For if God has touched you and touched us, and if he has done something unusual for us or usual for us, and just for us, then we ought to be prompted to tell others what it is that he's done for us. Well, why, why? Well, the why is because today, more than ever before, in recent human history, many people are falling into a strange sleep. Can't understand. The sermons don't reach me, and the word, or word of God can't help me. For some of us, the excuse might be, well, that the sermons are too long, and we still can't understand what you're saying and what you're doing and it's hard for others to have a breakthrough with a positive declaration or affirmation of fact or truth but whatever and but today whatever our reason is whatever our reason is i can tell you this morning standing right here it's time to wake up tell up and talk up and, and, and what we ought to do is wake up tell up and talk up because you say that the Lord has touched us or you but he can hear if he's touched you you ought to have a testimony do you have a testimony this morning a testimony in the morning a testimony in the afternoon a testimony in the evening and somewhere around midnight you ought to wake up and say I have a testimony what kind of testimony are you talking about Rev? I'm talking about a testimony that's not artificial some of us get out here and we give artificial testimony we just give a testimony where we wake up and we might might read something up we might think we know something but it's it, it's a testimony that's not artificial a testimony that's not man-made a testimony that's not altered a testimony that's not treated up or dressed up but our testimony if we have a testimony just comes up and out and just comes out anyhow yes, a sir. testimony that wakes us up yes, sir. I, i'm going to say that again a testimony that wakes us yes, up sir. when you woke up this morning you ought to have or have had a testimony. testimony the testimony ought to be that he woke me up in watch out watch out now I'm, I'm trying to say something here he woke me up in my right mind in my right mind he woke me up with my mind in in arrangement it, it wasn't in disarrangement or that kind of thing it wasn't all over the place if God has touched your head Come on. and your heart Come on. then you ought to be able to wake up and allow your movements to preach your life sermon. Yes, sir. Well, <clears throat> there might be some of us that uh, might say, well, I don't have a testimony. I'm not wired up to testify. I, I lose my urge to give glory and tell other folk about the goodness 
and the greatness of God. And come on, come on. Uh, we might uh, additionally say that all that God can do and has done for me, uh, I, it ought to be a testimony and somebody ought to uh, know that uh, God gives me a testimony and a message. Well, our foreparents put it something like this. They said, I'm walking and talking with my mind stayed on Jesus. And if, the, if people see us, they ought to see a, a strange goodness and a strange mercy uh, uh, that, uh, that God gives us every day. Does God give you a message? Does God give you a testimony? Or do you have a life sermon? Come on, if come we on. see some of us, if we don't see, we ought to see uh, uh, what uh, the poet Edgar A. Guest wrote saw one day when he said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely show the way. The eyes, uh, the eye is a better pupil, more willing than the ear, find counsel, is uh, confusing but 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 examples always clear and the best of all preachers are the men who live their creeds for to see good put in action is what everybody needs i soon can learn to do it if you let me see it done i can watch your hands in action but your tongue too fast may run and the lectures you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons from observing what you do. For I may understand you and the high advice you give. Uh, there's no understanding of how you act and how you may live. Well, if God has touched you, you ought to have that Edgar A. guest life right now and that life sermon when he said that point, but if God has touched you, then uh, <clears throat> anything that surrounds you, if, if God has touched your head or touched your heart, it's time to be a walking, talking sermon. Yes, sir. When you woke up this morning, Come on. Uh, that was a sermon. Uh -huh. When you go to bed tonight, that should be a close to your sermon. But today it's hard for people to become sermons for God and witnesses for Jesus Christ because many of us have fallen asleep. All right. We have fallen a strange, strangely asleep. We've fallen into a strange sleep for God. And, and God is trying to get our attention in the middle of our strange sleep. Come on, Because God. some of us uh, have fallen and we can't get up. And if you don't believe me, just, just open up your Bibles and look at your scripture. And as you peruse this pericope and this text word today, we see a young man who went to sleep in church. While the apostle Paul was expounding on the word, Paul was in the city only for a short period of time. He was in the city for about seven days. But on his last day, I guess he wanted to make a good impression on his last day, he probably reached the point Oh, well, well, you know, when we get when we get all in our sermon, my brothers and sisters, we get out of sermon. We simply say the preacher simply say as I close. 
And then you, you look at your watch and then 15 minutes or 20 minutes later, the preacher says again, as I close. And before the end of the afternoon, uh, about 2 or 3 o'clock, and you've been there since 10 or 10.30 in the morning, the preacher will say, as I close. So, uh, uh, well, you know, what? Well, but this was even worse than that. Paul preached, sir, as he said several times, as I close, and then he preached well on into the midnight hour. So there was a young man named Eutychus, and he had been sitting on the windowsill, not in a chair, not with a back, but he sat on a windowsill, and, and as the preacher was preaching, and it was Apostle Paul trying to make a good impression. He, now remember, he'd been there for seven days, so he was trying to make a good impression uh, uh, how he's going to leave there, just like the preacher does when he does, does a revival. Monday night, he might preach a little bit. Tuesday, he might preach a little more. Wednesday, because that might be prayer meeting night, a Bible study night, so he's going to make a good impression because more people are there than usual. Thursday, he's going to take it easy. But Friday, he's going to go into an automatic drive. And he's going to get high in the sermon. Well, that's what Paul was going through. This was his last night in Troas because he was trying to make a good impression because he was leaving the next morning. And to prove it, uh, uh, that what Paul was preaching, uh, that young man, Eutychus, <clears throat> as he was preaching, well into the midnight hour, Eutychus evidently couldn't handle all the preaching he was doing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, have you ever been like that in church? You, you can't handle all the preaching that's thrown at you on. on that morning. Come so, on. Eutychus nodded off into a strange sleep, and he it. fell from the third floor to the ground, and guess what? He died. All right, come on. You know, sometimes uh, we're right where God wants us to be. Come on. Even in the middle of uh, maybe death. Come on. God wants us to be right there. But guess what? Paul was in the right place Come on, at the right time. Talk, talk. And in the middle of Paul's sermon, Paul walked down Come to on. the first floor, ground level, and stretched himself over uh, the body of the young man and brought him back to life. Woo. I wonder, have I got two or three witnesses in this house? Brought him back to life again. I wonder, has God ever done that for you? You've been dead out here, out here living every day and something that lifts your spirit and brings you back to life again? Well, that's what the young man was experiencing, being revived with an act of new life. That is, uh, that God can nourish us. That's what God can do. God can nourish us even in the valley and the shadow of death. God can nourish us and then he will resurrect us. I wonder have I got witnesses in this house can resurrect us at the same time. And as quiet as it is kept, some of us have fallen into a, 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 a sleep. We've fallen to sleep in the Come middle on. of our preachers. Come on. Well, we might say, you might say, Rev, I, 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 I fall asleep sometimes. Uh, because of the medications I take. Some of us fall asleep because uh, we were up all night on the internet. Uh, there might be others of us who fall asleep because we're working a double shift or, or we have third shift responsibility come on, come on, and we come fall on. asleep. In but then more of us might say, Rip, I, I fell asleep because 
I, I had an electrifying drink last night, and it's hard for me to keep my eyes open. Fix it, fix it, fix it. And I wonder, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. And then with all of this, when it's time to get up and go to church in the morning, uh, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. It's almost going to be an impossibility to stay awake and to stay to serve God. And, 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 and to, at the same time, we will begin to fall asleep. And, and let me tell you, when you fall asleep and you're a Christian, then you're falling down on what the world needs to be picked up. Come on, down. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Trying to go somewhere with this. We, we, we are falling off the windowsill today. Come on. We're falling off the windowsills of what? Justice and mercy. We're falling off the windowsills of, of dignity, of, of uh, decency and order. We've fallen off the, the windowsills of murder and mayhem. We're falling off the windowsills of I just going to make this happen the way I make it happen, even if it's criminal. And I don't mind. We're falling off the windowsills. Of, of knowing God even in the midst of our sin and salvation and it's time wake up. Yes, sir. to wake up because I want to say God, God doesn't sleep at all for the psalm of David one day reminded us of God's waking abilities and his own ability and God is not sleep because he's on the job every day because he said in his word he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. Come on. Yes, sir. And if we have God in our veins, Come on. he gives us a wake up, get up testimony. Come on. Uh, very quickly, very quickly, I won't hold you long. Uh, there are three waking realities incorporated in a wake up testimony. Come on down. First of all, we must wake up and be revived in the middle of our sleeping. Come on, I don't know about you, Come on. but have you ever been caught sleeping in the church? <clears throat> well, have you? The, well, the sermon. The sermon might be dead. The sermon is boring. And the sermon is just too long. Uh, you just preach too many minutes. Come on. But there is something about church sleep. Come on. You can fall asleep if you want to. There's something about church sleep that renews us in the middle of our sleeping come on, pattern. Come on. Come on now. While the preacher is preaching, we are the sleeper is still sleeping. <laughs> God, and when we're preaching and preaching and sleeping and sleeping, I'm going to tell you, God is still speaking and speaking because God can talk to us while we're sleeping. While we're dreaming, the Lord can talk to us because it ain't no harm to keep your mind stayed on Jesus. We, we can be revived. We can be activated when we fall on, into a strange on, sleep with Jesus Christ on. on our minds. There's a story told about a young man named Walking Willie. Walking Willie was a member of the church, but there was a time when Walking Willie drank whiskey and liquor with a vengeance. But one, one day, Walking Willie joined the church doing a great revival. He came to church each communion Sunday. During each Sunday service, Walking Willie would doze off into sleep and begin to walk in his sleep. After a while, the members of the church ignored Walking Willie because uh, it was not unusual 
to see him walk down the aisle sound asleep. Lately, however, Walking Willie started walking and talking in his sleep. Then one Sunday, the preacher was expounding, you know, on the evils of drinking. The preacher then got excited. He said, then we ought to take all of the wine and the whiskey and, and the liquor and pour it in the river. Pour it in the river. And uh, the preacher shouted it again. He said, we ought to take all the whiskey and gin and scotch liquor and, and vodka and pour it into the river. Well, at that point, walking really while he was asleep, heard that. And he stood on his feet right away and started walking to the back door. People were surprised and they were shocked. Walking, Walking Willis getting up a little early this morning walking. People at the church thought he was sleepwalking again. But their minds were cleared up when Walking Willie started singing while he was walking to the back door. He said, I'm going to wade in the water. Wade in the water, children, wade in the water. God's going to trouble the water. My brothers and sisters, just like walking Willie this morning, some of us are asleep. And we must, that are asleep, we must realize that God might be troubling the world. I wonder have I got two or three witnesses in this house. Yeah, we gather. Uh, because the Romans 13 and 11 says something like this. And this, knowing the season, that uh, already it's time for you to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer to us than when we first believed. Yes, sir. Then, second of all, our waking testimony ought to be caught up in a soliloquy. A soliloquy. That is, we're going to walk and talk, not listening to what others have to say. We're just going to walk. In other words, many of us are not aware of what's going on in the world today because we are sleep talking and not just sleep walking. That is, we are not saying much and we are not meaning much and we're saying too much of nothing at all. Come on, Come on. Well, you say, well, Rev, what are you trying to say? Allow me to say it like this. We have become sleep talkers. Some sleep talkers talk about poverty and they don't do nothing to help the poor. Some sleep talkers talk about crime and they'll never join the neighborhood block watch program. Some sleepers talk about the hypocrites in the church not realizing that when they join the church, there'll just be one more hypocrite joining the church with all the rest of the hypocrites. Sleep, some sleep talkers talk about a wayward youth, but they always talk about, look at those bad kids in my neighborhood, and we'll never help those bad kids in the neighborhood. Some sleep talkers will talk about the homeless, but let me tell you, it's hard for them to get up in the morning and go and cook a meal and prepare a meal for the homeless. Uh, and then while we are sleepwalking out of our helping to save the world today, that's what we're doing. So it's time for us to have a wake up testimony. Wake up and know that God can and God will empower us to help somebody. Wake up and tell somebody uh, you don't have to say a lot of words, but you ought to have at least a little testimony, a little something to say, because it, just like the, the little lady that went to her uh, husband's doctor and uh, complained that her husband, uh, he talks in his sleep. She said, 
all night long he says uh, nothing but he just has a conversation during the day or during the night he just has a conversation with himself the doctor asked uh, what what do you think the wife answered well when he does it when, when you think when he does it what do you say or what do you think the wife uh, answered and just listened uh, he said I just listen when he starts talking to himself in the middle of the night well he said is there any cure for him doctor well the doctor just wait for a moment bowed his head and thought a few minutes he said uh, then the doctor said his problem is simple simple ma'am he said he talks in his sleep because that's the only time that you'll be quiet and listen my brother sometimes God has a problem trying to get a word in so God has to talk to us when we go to sleep at night because we're always trying to get our final word in but then thirdly and lastly when we are revived we are to wake up and tell somebody about the waking and saving power of Jesus Christ in a wide awake church that is when we doze off in the middle of our message God is able to restore us and should restore us in the middle of our witness because we will wake up and be refreshed enough to tell somebody about how good God is. And just like the young man that fell asleep on the windowsill, the power of God brought him back again. For the young man slept through a long sermon. And just like the young man fell asleep, my brothers and sisters, we are falling asleep around the world in a strange and deep sleep also but let me tell you and when God used Paul to bring him back again there was something uh, that had begun to happen to everybody that was in that missionary room that night Paul went back upstairs and observed that uh, everybody was awake and everybody was at attention with Paul and Paul began to preach and the young man being revived came back to the third floor and I believe he sat in the same windowsill that he'd fallen out of under death because you think uh, you think this is not true if you turn to the book of Acts the 20th chapter and the 11th verse it said that Paul talked with the believers until daybreak. Well, today we may be asleep, but the word of God ought to give us a testimony. Now, is there is no indication that Eutychus went back to sleep again because he had been awakened by the fall, but, but he had been restored by the Holy Ghost I think I have a couple of witnesses right there and just like Eutychus my brothers and my sisters one day one day one day one day we fell asleep in trespasses and sins 
we fell out the windowsill and fallen under death. But our God in Christ came from the first floor, uh, from the third floor of heaven to the ground level of earth. And the Lord laid over and covered over all of us. Well, he covered us all day Friday. He covered us all day Saturday. He covered us all day Saturday night. But my brothers and sisters, but early, 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 early Sunday morning, he got up. And he got us up with his grace and his mercy. He picked us up and gave us a wake up testimony. We woke up this morning and we can say there's no burden that's too heavy that we can't bear. We woke up this morning and said, I'll fear no evil. So thou art with me. We woke up this morning and said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We woke up this morning and said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? We woke up this morning and said, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him. You want. We woke up this morning saying weeping. Come on. Come on. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, 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 joy. The doors of the church are open. There might be one who'd want to come today. Come right now in the name of Jesus. There might be one 